Hello, hello! Welcome back to Loki's Library, and if you are new here, welcome! I am your librarian, Katrina. This is where I am reading through the enormous library books that you see behind me, and then I give you a quick synopsis and tell you what I think about them. So if you like books, just aren't sure what to read next, hit that subscribe button, like, and share my videos, and let me know what you think in the comments. This week's book of the week I bought not too long after publication, which was in like 2019, but because I have all of these behind me to read, I just never got around to it, which makes this week's book of the week, Thank You for My Service by Matt Best. Plus he's a veteran, yesterday was Veterans Day, so it seemed like a, a book by a veteran was a good pick this week. The accompanying cocktail is an original Irish whiskey, which is one cup of freshly brewed coffee right here. In this case, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, because of course, uh, one tablespoon of brown sugar, one and a half ounces of Lead Slingers whiskey, specifically Lead Slingers because obviously, and uh, heavy whipped cream, lightly whipped for this, or in this case, shaken like a baby. So let's do this. This book is an autobiographical book by and about Matt Best. It's um, written with Ross Patterson and Nils Parker. It's very tiny little subprint here <laughs> has the co-authors names on it who Matt Best so before becoming a YouTube personality served with the 2nd Ranger Battalion 75th Ranger Regiment regiment serving five tours in Iraq and Afghanistan um I think it was Afghanistan I know or Iraq for sure uh, before getting out of the US Army now after a brief brief break from overseas theaters Best began working as a contractor for the US government agency is not identified in the book, but Wikipedia identifies it as a contractor for the CIA. It is Wikipedia, so you can trust that or not your call. Uh, while serving as a contractor, Best uploaded his first YouTube video in 2012 and then more, ultimately creating Article 15 clothing, which I kind of feel like the company might no longer exist or it was folded into one of his other enterprises, but Lead Slinger's Whiskey was the second company he, he founded, and then he joined Evan Hafer to create Black Rifle Coffee Company, hence my choice for this week's cocktail, because it has coffee, has whiskey, both things I could get and support Matt Best. So, I'll throw my brown sugar in there, and I'm going to go ahead and stir that in because the sugar is a little on the lumpy side. So this book is how he got from joining the army at 17 years old to successful entrepreneur. Uh, Best does not go all the way back to his birth, and unlike Tim Kennedy, whose birthday I was able to easily find online, I could not find Best's basic biographical information, um, other than clarifying that he contracted for the CIA. His wiki page is more like a synopsis of the book, just kind of an FYI, uh, but without the hilarious anecdotes and witticisms that Best is quite well known for. Oh no. Oh, I need to open the whiskey. It hasn't been opened yet. So I don't actually know when or where Best was born. Although I feel like at one point I read in the book that he was born in 87. Maybe I math that. Let me think here. So he joined the army in 2004 at 17. So yes, I must have mathed that. He was born sometime in 1987 to a military family, like his dad and brothers served. Um, in fact, his two older brothers were set to graduate from the U.S. Marine Corps basic training at Camp Pendleton, and the family was driving down for the graduation ceremony when 9-11 happened. Or rather, they like woke up and then listened to 9-11 unfurl on the radio for their entire drive to Pendleton. I can't even imagine how horrifying that must have been, knowing that you have family members who are now getting ready to deploy into that shit show. Lead Slinger's Whiskey. Not sponsored. Again, just, you know, it seemed like the appropriate brand for this cocktail. Now, unfortunately, 
like the same day 9-11 happened and he's getting ready his two older brothers were in basic together and they were both graduating the same day best middle brother alan was diagnosed with stage two hodgkin's lymphoma just as he was completing basic training and like a fucking marine meaning like a boss he just kind of looked at that battle ahead and said okay what's next and uh, jumped right into chemotherapy and whatever regimens were required of him to beat lymphoma and get better i have to shake this really quick because that's the quickest way to whip the cream. I'm supposed to float this over a spoon. I do not have the best history of being able to do this, but we're gonna try it and see if I can make a small floating whip happen here. Probably not. Oh, definitely not. I just poured way too fast. Well, maybe. Mm, whipped cream, super healthy. But this set the role model for best as to how to handle life's hurdles and challenges. I mean, after beating cancer, Alan basically hopped a troop transport unauthorized to catch a ride to Iraq for some combat. Like, literally, he just, like, sweet-talked his way onto a military transport and found himself in Iraq ready to fight. Uh, which, reading through Best's book, seems like a very best thing to do. I mean, sort of like it's a family tradition to do these things. I think I floated it correctly. God, that's a good coffee. Love a good Irish coffee. Mm. Oh, my God. Now, as the youngest of six children, Matt decided that he also wanted to serve, but because he was the youngest, the baby of the family, he had to go his own way. So he set his sights on joining the U.S. Army, specifically the Rangers. And because he was not yet 18, he had to get his parents' permission, which they both signed off on. He didn't think they would. He thought there would be a fight with them. And both parents were like, okay, this is what you want to do. Just don't get killed, which sound words of wisdom from mom and dad. And basically, as soon as he graduated high school, he was off for basic training, then immediately to airborne school, then ranger assessment and selection program, which he passed, obviously, or this would be a much different book to be reading. And even just that little bit of training, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? I'm saying a little bit like it's just the tiniest amount. It really isn't. I'm not trying to downplay anything that has to do with military training. It's very much not nothing to go through army training. And it is definitely not nothing to go through ranger training. But it changed his uh, personality and physique so much that when he got through his basic training, uh, he went through for a rotation, went through a family visit, excuse me, and was visibly changed to his former classmates, like pounds of muscle. He's more confident The the hot chicks in school who wouldn't talk to him before are now climbing all over him. I mean, at one point he self-described himself as an introvert, which you might not get from his YouTube videos. And that's because most people could for, confuse introversion with being shy. Uh, shy is being frightened or, or timid, like easily frightened. An introvert is someone who enjoys spending time alone. You don't have to be around people to recharge your social batteries. Um, and so, yeah, okay, I could see that. You know, anybody can be an introvert. Most people just hide it very well because our society has placed so much value on extroversion that introverts are kind of downplayed as having anything worth contributing. So he self-describes as an introvert, but by the time he returns from training, that's changed. Not saying that he's not still on some level an introvert, but the formerly nerdy introverted kid who used to play in an emo band and was part of Botany Club. No joke, that's in his book. I think it was Botany Club. Basically, he's now the hottest piece of ass the young ladies in Santa Barbara can get their hands on. Okay, seriously, if the Army is having problem with recruiting and retention, they should just set up a booth at, like, Comic-Con and give away copies of this book to every incel who even looks at their table. Uh, become confident, lose weight, gain muscle, and you, too, can be swimming in, uh... Well, there it is, then. Now, Best went through, I think, I think it was two deployments before he was set to go through Ranger School like actual ranger school. Uh, on his second deployment, he lost two of his mentors in combat, 
It, it might have been his third deployment. I, on his deployment before he went into ranger school, he lost two of his mentors in combat. Uh, mentors that he has tattooed on his arm. I think it's his left arm, but I could be wrong on that. I'm just going off of a picture. That's my assumption. Um, and that hurt to read about because it's always heart-wrenching to think about uh, young men dying at, in courage and fire, right? That's hard. But those mentors set him up as best as they could to succeed at ranger school. And after finishing ranger school, he was eventually made a sergeant, uh, completing somewhere in there his fifth deployment. And it was during his fifth deployment that he made the decision to leave the army. Uh, basically, he was worried that he was going to become institutionalized and wouldn't be able to leave. Like, this would become his life. And, and that happens to most recruits at some point or another. They realize that if I don't get out now, then this has to be my career because there's no other option for me. And so he made the option to get out after his first deployment or fifth deployment after after his first enlistment. And he moved to L.A. with some friends from high school. And that's kind of where he realized just how much he had changed because the people in L.A., as best will tell you, suck. They suck. L.A. is so divorced from reality, and they always seem to just subtly look down on him, even while thanking him for his service. He, he briefly considered going to college, but... Um, well, I mean, look, college is even more spectacular than L.A. Uh, like, it just divorces people from reality. And that's not just colleges in the L.A. area. It's colleges nationwide completely divorce people from reality. So after meeting with the VA office on campus, and I don't recall which, which school it is. I mean, he says in the book, but I don't remember which one. He, he walked away and just never went back because college, being in that environment with the things he'd seen and done and surrounding himself with these people who had been coddled their whole lives he just he couldn't do it and he, he didn't want to surround himself with that however at this point he's quickly burning through what little bit of money he had managed to save while in the army and if he's not going to use the gi bill to support himself while going through college he's got to find a job problem is the job he had trained for i.e killing people doesn't actually have a lot of bearing in la so he went into personal security instead which i think he worked for two years it's sticks in my head that it was like two years before a wild party that he attended for a potential client just kind of had him walk away from that he's like I can't do this and he contacted his buddies who were already doing government contract work in theater and re-entered a combat environment which he did for several years before uploading his first YouTube video which led to his ultimate fame at least among military veterans and those with a dark twisty sense of humor like yours truly now obviously this is a much abbreviated version of the book what ultimately had him walking away from doing the contracting work is that he was up for um, recertification, requalification, and he was in a bar with the people that were going to be qualifying him, and he realized they were all fans. And this is dangerous on multiple levels. It's dangerous for two the The main one is they could just pass him even if he doesn't technically qualify because they're fans of his. And that, of course, puts not just himself, but everybody he's with overseas in extreme danger to have somebody who's not qualified there. So there's one, and the other one is that they would feel a need to one-upmanship, kind of, you know, prove who's the better man, which leads to training injury, and that is also not good. That's very dangerous. So at that point, he made the decision to walk away from contracting work and focus on his entrepreneurship. This book had me laughing out loud more often than not because Best has a wicked way with words. His sarcasm and humor just kind of bleeds through on most, most pages with absolute deference and homage to those he would honor where the story acquires such solemnity. And I was absolutely not kidding when I said this book should be handed out to basement dwelling incels who think women are just out to get them for their money. Because despite all of his <coughs> stories, 
uh, Bess does have respect for women. Uh, at least that's several of his anecdotes in here lead me to believe that. And and I might be, maybe I'm misreading misre that. Maybe he is a misogynist. I, I don't think he is, though. The reason I don't think he is is because if you watch his videos, the people he surrounds himself with certainly include women, and they're all just part of the team. And that speaks volumes. And I maybe I'm just describing an honor, honorable character traits to best because he is a veteran and my own interactions with veterans have been invariably honorable. But as he points out when talking about some of the companies he founded, veterans are just people like you and me, right? Despite what Hollywood would have, have you believe, they are not crazy. What they did, meaning serving our country, is not all that crazy either. But ultimately they are just people meaning they can have good days, they can have bad days, and they can also be lazy and self-serving. They can be hypocritical and misogynistic or misandristic. Misandry? Misandristic? Misandry. Where you hate men versus misogynistic where you hate women. I think I'm using the term correctly. I'll Google it. The ultimately best message is, is that it's okay. It's okay to laugh at the horror you've seen. There's nothing wrong with that. And no, having seen horror does not automatically make you the next big New York Times story, even though, as we learned from Ashley Rinsberg's book two years ago, 2022, the New York Times certainly tried to tell America exactly that. It was one of the few stories that you know other newspapers actually pushed back on. But his story is one of hope for our veterans, right? There, there is life outside of the military. You can thrive there. I and mean, basically, if he can do it, so can you. So don't feel like you have no other options that you either are in or out your whole life or that you can't make a switch to a civilian career if you've been career military and something happens. There's always options out there. And that's it for this week. Um, if the book was hilarious, uh, like I said, if, you, if you've ever watched any of his YouTube videos and you've seen the, the like I said, wickedly funny, if you've seen Range 15, you don't even have to have seen any of his, his uh, YouTube videos. If you watch Range 15, which I have, and it's kind of one of my go-to if I really need a dark laugh, that's what I'll watch. That's all Matt Best. Well, not all of it. He, he admits he has quite a bit of help with his teammates because they all share that same dark humor, which you kind of have to have to be a survivor. But I'll see you guys next week. Bye.